My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was a young, tender 19 years old. Put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. Lately, these sound like like a dramatic reading when you do them. I love them. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And you know, okay, let's go back to a previous pod where Instagram got me on the big balls. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. So they were these big blow-up balls that were supposed to provide hours and hours of entertainment during COVID in, in our backyard where we could, like, get inside of them and bounce around. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, they finally showed up, like, six months later. I couldn't stick a fist in it. It was so tiny. Yeah, they were so little. So that was an Instagram fail. Well, Instagram knows that I'm an easy target, kind of like the swingers do for you and I. So we, I am now getting all of these ads, and I was actually talking to Carl about it before we came, came on to record. I'm getting all these ads about an ear cleaner, an earwax cleaner with a camera scope on it. So you can pot this thing up. You can like plug in the USB cord to your laptop or your phone and you put the little scope in your ear and clean the wax out of your ear and you can see it. Or if you clean the wax out of someone else's ear, you can see it. This. I mean, you got to be a really good friend. It's like ear porn. I mean, this is so exciting. Do you understand? I love watching pimple popper videos. I love watching like there's a whole section on TikTok devoted to earwax cleaning. That's where I saw it. Yeah. Have and you the seen, things that come out of people's ears, its I'm not even kidding. Let me jump over you real quick. Have you seen the tonsil stones trend? Okay, that's a huge one. On TikTok. And you can use this scope because people have asked to get your tonsil stones. Do you have any tonsils? I don't have tonsils. I don't think I do. Do you have to have tonsils to have tonsil stones? I would imagine so. Yeah, it's fast. I, had you ever heard of a tonsil stone until the pandemic? I had not. Not until TikTok. It is so gross. Yeah. I didn't mean to take you down a tributary. That's okay. It's easy to do. Yeah, about the earwax thing. Should, should that not be done under um, maybe even a local anesthetic, but in like in the company of I don't know. a doctor of some sort? I don't know, but I'm getting this A doctor of ears and your doctor? I, that's an mm, ear, nose, and throat doctor. I'm getting this, and I'm going to use it on everybody, so you better get ready. I'm going to clean everyone's ears out. The stuff that comes out of it, sometimes it looks like 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 things that people mine for like pieces of gold, but it's black. It's disgusting. I can't even talk about it. And sometimes it has hairs on them. We've done the candle waxing before. Yeah, we've done candle waxing. But I think that's like, I don't think that's real. You know, because they open up the candle. It's like, it's not. It's okay. almost like. My mother's calling. Oh, gosh. It's almost like. Grammy, um, Grammy is on the phone. That's how we know we're, in, we're recording. It's almost like, like <laughs> candle debris. I just talked to her. I don't think that's earwax. Yep. Anyway, I'm getting this. Right. I cannot wait. Will you get that for me for Christmas? Yes. Wonderful. All right. Big thanks to our sponsors. Listen, if you want to guarantee a next episode of this podcast, then spend some time and, and love on the sponsors. Dinner Affair, dinneraffare.com, Gallery Furniture, and the Hertz My Car program. Coming up this episode, a definitive answer to the question from last episode, is that Raphael Warnock's beagle puppy in his political TV ads. COVID vaccination in the headlines. Could you stop drinking for two months? It's being suggested if you take the COVID vaccination. And in the next three minutes, I'm going to break the golden rule of podcasting. What? Which could result in a massive fine for the Apple Media Group and Podcast Network. Wonderful. I'm sure Carl's thrilled Carl, over there. get your checkbook out. Yeah. Pot up your microphone real quick, Carl. Carl is executive producer of the podcast. Um, before we went to air, 
we were having a conversation about buffets and meat and threes during the pandemic. <sighs> and you made the comment, and I wrote it down, quote, I have a really robust stomach. What does that mean exactly, Carl Appen? It's just not very sensitive. I can uh, I can eat a lot of questionable food before I actually get sick. Before he, somebody has to bring him napkins in the bathroom. I do. I do not have a robust at all. <clears throat> I do not have a robust a robust stomach because you recall I shit myself at the Japanese hibachi restaurant. You have a tender tummy. I can get just as weak as a kitten. I learned about that in uh, in food health class. That's why you always get halfway sick after potlucks because you get so used to the bacteria that's in your kitchen. So that when like you eat something that somebody else cooked, it doesn't make you sick, but it's like eh, you're just a little off. Little you're just wonky. a little bit off. But that's why everybody always leaves potlucks going. Mm. Well, here's my theory about potlucks too: is you don't know whose cat has stepped through their dip in their kitchen. I used to hate those at work when everybody bring in all the different things, and you know they're like lukewarm because there's not enough room in the microwave for ten Forever people to keep the their office. casserole. So they're like at mid room temperature, and then you're eating them, and you're like, and there was all, he will go nameless, but there was always a person at, at the radio station who would follow behind me at every buffet and be like, she has cats, and I'm like, what does that I, mean? That was Johnny Gray. I know, I knew you would know. That was the legendary director of music, Johnny Gray. Yes, and he would. He'd be like, I just want you to know. He'd get right in my ear. She has cats. And I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm not going to get that. Because the thing about a cat is, has it walked through a litter box and then walked through the buffet? Listen, listen, about five years ago, I pulled the ultimate Christmas potluck office prank. I took chili. To the, the chili cook-off. Didn't y'all have like a chili cook-off? Yeah, it was a chili right. cook-off. I went to Wendy's the oh night before, gosh. and I bought like six of the large chilies, and I put them in a crock pot, all of them, and I took it in, and I won first place. What did you win? Like money or I don't know, like a tennis, oyster crackers? A tennis trophy or something. Yeah. Like didn't he have it? Like wasn't even a chili bean or something. Did you have to come clean? Uh, I was outed mm. again by um, someone. I forgot who it was. And it spread like wildfire because these type things. Oh, competitive. They're very competitive. Oh, yes. When when there's a, a Alta tennis trophy. Yeah, on the line. line. Definitely. Or a TJ Maxx gift card. Yes. All right. My hype song on the way here to the Appen Media Group and Appen Podcast Network in beautiful downtown Alpharetta, Georgia. We're about 30 miles straight north of downtown Atlanta. I'm going to pass my selection on the hype song playlist. And yield to Daniel Adams, who is a pod peep. Daniel listens to the podcast in Redmond. Is that right? Redmond, Seattle, which is a suburb of uh, Washington, rather. Okay. Suburb of Seattle. Um, and and he was he reached out on social and just said, listen, I love the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. I, I love the fact that I can listen and hear everything. We heard Charlie Pride the other day. Yeah. We were going somewhere traveling together. And then Ariana Grande. It followed up by like Rain On Me or something. Yeah. So it's very diverse. It's, it's the most diverse playlist on all of Spotify. Hmm. Give it away from the red hot chili oh, peppers. Do we have any no. peppers? Oh my gosh. And the fact that he lives outside of Seattle, I had the biggest crush on Anthony Kiedis. Oh my gosh. Who's that? Okay. The lead singer for the red hot chili peppers. I thought it was Flea that put his. No. Flea would always. He Danger played, in a song. No, he played bass. Anthony was one. Remember they were always shirtless. I, Here's I, the thing. A lot of tattoos, right? I was, this was a period in my life when I was social director of Tall Kappa Epsilon Fraternity, Zeta Omicron chapter at Western Carolina University. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's I from, just, it's just, that's yeah. from, um, blood. Sugar. I was hard to find. I'm sure. When the CD 
stopped. Yeah, I'm sure. When it ran out out of go out round back, like where's the we called it the nineteenth hole. Mm. That's from the album Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That was yeah. a, that was an amazing amazing album i'll tell you a secret i was not a secret but a story i was working in um i was working for a record company at the time when all of the grunge type movement came out nirvana pearl jam i mean chili peppers weren't really part of that but they kind of were mother love bone that whole time period and i for a a brief period of time had convinced myself that i was going to move to seattle and work for sub pop records because they were like the big record company that, you know, had all, all of those people on their roster before they became, you know, before Pearl Jam, because they all came from the same area before they became famous. And I was obsessed, obsessed with moving to Seattle, but I didn't do it. But I love the Chili Peppers. Okay, well, my hype song is from the Hamilton soundtrack. And it's called Help. What? Yes, it's called Helpless. It's not the, you know, it's not shot, take my shot like you probably thought it would be. But I love that song where all the um, sisters are singing together. It's really good. Sisters meaning sisters? Yeah. You know, have you seen Hamilton? I have. Okay. That's why I ask. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes. No. All right. Why do you do this? Anyway, so <coughs> Hamilton <coughs> is supposed to be coming back to Atlanta in next September, and we're just hoping that it's going to be here. So there's been some rumblings from, because you know, um, Broadway's been shut down in New York as it has been in every market that you're listening in but there are a lot of um, rumblings going on that the first show that's going to get back on the road is Hamilton and they really want to get it out there because they feel like it's kind of the one that would bring everybody back together so hope so so anyway I'm adding Helpless right. Helpless from the Hamilton soundtrack give it away from the Chili Peppers were they from Seattle? is that why? they're from California Damn. okay San Diego. Um, we'll add them both to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Just a simple search. Katie and Donna Hype Songs. Bam, it pops right up. If you want to flex in your next Zoom call, you can do that wearing the AirPods Max, which were announced. It's uh, They're actually like headphones. The price tag, $549. For two or one? Uh, well, they're headphones. There's actually a strap between oh. them. They're not, they're not like, um, Air, this is AirPods Max. I, don't now, know I might go AirPods, for that. No, you don't. No, oh. you won't. Either, oh. but, um, I love an old school headphone. I do not like the the earphones that go in your ears like that. That's a sensory thing. I like the um, I like an actual headphone. To fulfill the music portion of this podcast, because we are classified as that on Apple Podcasts, Billboard Magazine, which is uh, it's the the bible of the music industry and and charts for any format, have released the 100 best songs of 2020. Now, if we had no content. For this episode, we would probably start at number 50. And just read backwards. Yeah. Sure. And then read some uh, five-star reviews. But we do. But we have great content, as we always do. Number three, by Megan the Stallion? Make, no, Megan the Stallion. And Beyonce. So there was a remix? Yes. Hmm, how about that? Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. I can't argue with these basic I just raise my price. I'm a boss. Okay, stop it. I'm off. Sorry. Turn off. And she has a new one, Megan the Stallion. I was singing it to you today. It's body, 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 yaddy, body, yaddy. I didn't body, know that body, was her. Body, 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 That's body, a trend body, on TikTok right now. I had no idea that was her. <laughs> she just repeats that over and over again. Yeah. And basically, you just get down and put your knees together and just start twerking. Number two, Blinding Lights, The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. And the number one song of 2020, according to Billboard magazine. Carl, I'm going to do one more. And, you know. Rain on me, Lady Gaga, and Ariana Grande. 
Let me, let me, let me, hang on, let me go to, let me go to 15 here. center right all right there you have it all right during the pandemic i'm savage bushy itchy and occasionally bitchy that's what that said you, you've changed the words to the savage yeah. song a few times all right um i have often been accused of being a grinch yeah during christmas and i will admit there is some truth to that however i redeemed myself for life this week when I did the most depressing thing that you can possibly do during the Christmas holiday, and that is go Christmas tree shopping and buying by yourself. That is sad. I felt like a loser walking around the farm by myself. There's families around. There's mothers and daughter duos. There's little kids. There's s'mores and hot chocolate. I bet they were like, I'm who's this 40s- creepy, creepy man? Ew, what's he here for? You know? To buy a Christmas tree because no one would go with me. Well, okay, let's step back. I have been working like you crazy. You have been. And, this, 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 and you had to get, you actually you have had trust to, in me. I do. For some reason this year, you have never no. had trust in me in prior I didn't have years. a choice. It was going to be Christmas. That. I understand. Well, it's not. People have started the whole Christmas decorating thing early because of the pandemic. Well, but here's the other thing. Christmas trees right now, if you have not gotten a Christmas tree, they are scarce, number one, and they are expensive. They have said that Christmas trees that normally are like $100, $200 are like $400 this year because I there's paid, not that many. I paid one seventy nine. That's a good price. But so I was and like- And it's a beautiful tree. I did, I did, you did, I did great. well. Great. You did great. Great. Now, the people where I bought the tree did not do such a great job tying it to the roof. Of the SUV. All right, what happened? I mean, you, you had to go two miles. A, it was not even that far. Okay. It was not a good tie-down job. I even know that, and I've never. Did you made help a them? Did you assist life. them? I offered. Mm-hmm. It was two young women. Oh my god! They hoisted the tree. You're okay. Stop. I actually said to them, Donna, after I realized that I was standing there, I said, what a jackass I am. Let me help. And they said, no, you don't have to. Sir. I think they were like, no, because you're creepy and you're buying a tree by yourself. Don't even get. No, this. I had already explained that no one in my family of five okay. would accompany me to the Christmas tree farm. Well, where were the kids? That's the question. Um, I know. Where I, I actually was. waited. Mm-hmm. This is the day when we didn't have carpool. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was waiting on Charlotte to get home. Charlotte's our 14 year old freshman in high school. Because I thought, what a great, I'm going to surprise her and say, hey, sweetie, listen, I've waited all day today. Mm. That, and I've been catching up on Shameless because they just dropped the final season on Showtime. And what did she say? She's busy though. Finals are next week. Dad, I'm I'm just not into that. She, oh, gosh. Okay. Why? What do you mean? All right. So these, I was deflated. I'm sorry. So these girls get the tree onto the car. And it's loose. How do you know? It's loose like Carolyn... Adams in my sophomore year. Okay. But like, what's it doing? Is it moving on top of the, they wanted to avoid, you know how in your SUV that you have that antenna, it's like a yes. small fin for a radio, I guess, back, but certainly yeah. for satellite radio and, and GPS and stuff like that. Yeah. They, for some reason, didn't want to put the tree on it, but that's exactly midway on your roof. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? So they literally tie it to the right side of the car. Oh, that's not good. Of the SUV. And it already has a tree stand on it. And the tree stand is about a foot, hanging off about a foot behind the 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 back of your SUV, the lift gate. What a mess. Yeah. yeah. You're telling me. 
So what was happening? Like you it could feel it shifting? It was a windy day, too. Oh, yes, I could feel it shifting. I could also see in my re in your review mirror, I could see the Christmas tree stand swinging like a giant pendulum mm. from left to right. And I'm thinking at any moment now, this Christmas tree is going to just roll off the right side of this SUV. And what would I have done then? Okay, that's what we all want to know. Let me tell you what I would have done. That's what we all want to know. What would you have done? I would have continued to drive like it never happened. What? Yes, ma'am. What would you have said to when who? you got home? To who? Where's the tree? It fell off. Donna, sorry. We'll try again tomorrow. What? Yeah. I'm not tired. This is 4.30 in the afternoon I'm in North you Fulton County. I'm not tired at rush hour. No, you don't. Because then you have to hoist it back up and retie it. And I'm and, and it's more than that. You know what it is for me? You know what it is. You're lazy. It's, what is wow. it? <laughs> That's not what I was going for. Well, we've talked about it before, but Let's I mean, hit pause on the okay. Christmas Eve conversation <laughs> and explore this more, Donna. Damn. Well, no, but you see, we've said before that you're just like, you're not embarrassment. all in it. Oh, okay. Embarrassment. I, I wouldn't Because your have, tree fell I, off? I'm just not dealing with that. People staring and putting me on TikTok and <laughs> Instagram Live. I'm not dealing with that shit. Trying to get your tree back up? Yeah, I'm not. Look at this old man. Who didn't tie his tree down? Okay, I didn't. There were two seniors from Milton High School that did. Two ladies, two young ladies that tied it down. I take no uh, uh, possession of this mess at the four way at Birmingham and whatever that other road is. It's Hickory Flat. It, since you do a police podcast, you should know that if something comes out or like out of the rear of your truck or off your car, you're obligated to pull over. And if it's not safe to pick it up, to let someone know. Because uh, what if that tree... True. Where it did you, is. Where, did you, where did you hear that? If, if you, you see dryers on the interstates in Atlanta right. on 285. And those will kill people. But it, so it's, you're okay. obligated to tie how, it how down properly. somebody that lose a ladder? You have to tie it down properly. That's your responsibility. I'm going to make a note for the next episode. A caddy wagon yes. with Richie and Raider. Canine Raider. And Officer Richie, my, yes. one of my closest friends. We do a pro law enforcement podcast. He's going to tell you, you're obligated to tie it down correctly. So then if it flies off. Can and like, you get ticketed for losing your load? Yes. I think if your tree flew off the back and hit someone in the car, like hit someone else's car, you're responsible. And you don't just leave it there and drive off like you didn't see it. Kind of like when one of, uh, okay. Okay, kinda like when one of the cats throws up, you don't walk by it and oh, pretend like, yeah, see, here we go. Step right over. Got a little theme going. Ambivalence. Laziness. <laughs> I'd say we've gotten more potential episode titles in the first That's eight amb- minutes. It's called ambivalence. How do you spell that? It, it, it's a lot. Look it up. Yeah. It's, it's a an, lot. It's an, a and an, a lot. Yeah, it's an A and an M and a B. Okay. And a V. We went pandemic bowling. Mm. Because doesn't everyone want to put their fingers in a bowling ball in the middle of a pandemic? We actually spoke on the phone to all living grandparents yesterday for this segment of the podcast. We talked to Donna's mother, Nana. We talked to my dad, granddaddy, Granddaddy. and we talked to my mother, Grammy, who I see on my phone. I'm getting notification of a three-minute and 18-second voicemail. Mm. We should play that at the end of this episode. Let's don't. (laughs) I don't think we should do that. Let's don't do that. I'm not in cashers. Okay, Mama, you haven't been to cashers in 10 years. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, So we took the kids to bowl, and I did quite well. You did. Talk to me. Well, so we went to main event because we wanted to get the girls out just to do something. Which is one of those big yeah. entertainment. It's got all the games. Game, which, tag. Okay, you know how this is. Couple of things. 
You're really good at bowling. Olivia, but I'm not. This was a fluke. Olivia is incredible at air hockey. She will take you out at air hockey. She's very aggressive. Very aggressive. And I am incredibly good at Galaga. <laughs> because I spent every afternoon in high school at the space shuttle. Kissing boys. Arcade. No. Yeah. Just playing making Caterpillar. Suicides. Making suicides and kissing boys. Caterpillar and Galaga. But anyways, you were very I had the, I had the potato. You were very That's good. That's a game you played, I bet. You were very good. You even had like the bowling stance where you you're, do your hand. Again, and this, the, I'm your, actually not that good. And you had speed. It shows you the speed that you're bowling at. And you you're, you had some speed. You had some speed on your balls. Let me tell you. <laughs> you really did. And you had that thing where you like do the crossover. I mean, like I just take it up there and flop it down. Let it go. And then the girls are bowling with bumpers. bumpers. It's ridiculous. I barely broke. Three digits, Donna. I mean, it's not like a but you won. I did, however. I'll say, have like a there was like a four frame period yes. where I had either a strike or a spare. I know in each frame. No, you I had good. to explain to the kids and to you because you didn't know this. That when know. I was a young child, I was in a bowling league. How did I not know that about Colonial you? Lanes in Hickory, North Carolina, across from the Valley Hills Mall? How many kids are in bowling leagues back then? I here's what I thought. I thought that it was my this is why we called around everybody to the grandparents. I thought it was my dad that signed me up for this league because he was looking to fill time on his every other Saturday. Yeah. As to a, do something. Right. Yeah, yeah and know. hang out and yeah. I swear that was it. And I was in because of the snack bar. There is no better snack bar than the one you'll find at a bowling alley. It is good. They have those nachos with like that cheese that's like not really cheese. And the faux burgers oh. and the pizza. Mm. All right. So anyway. So dad said, I, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Call your mother. And I said, dad, come on. Gee whiz. Sorry. But the, <laughs> like na- she, the name of your team. She, my, well, we were the gutter dusters. <laughs> and I remember we had bowling shirts and they had a zipper like a, what do you in, in like a retail clothing call them? Like a yeah, quarter but, zip? Yeah. A, qu- a quarter, a quarter zip. zip is what you call it. You had it. a quarter zip. And it had like a, a circle that you would use to put your finger in and zip it up. I love it. And it said Colonial Lanes Bowling League. And on the back, it said the gutter dusters. The gutter dusters. <laughs> so I called my mom, Grammy. And I said, Mom, I doubt you'll remember this but for a lot of reasons. But I thought that the dad actually did this when we were growing up and you guys were divorced and wouldn't speak. Except for when you said to me, did your dad send his check? Mm-hmm. Um, and she remembered it. She said, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. And it was every Saturday morning, like at nine o'clock and you bowled. And so like would y'all hours. compete? Like, would you go places and compete? No, I don't recall traveling oh. with the kids bowling league. Yeah. No, we stayed at Colonial Lanes in Hickory, North Carolina, across from the Valley Hills Mall. So then you're telling me this and I have this epiphany recollection that my mother, because I was the, th- I'm the third, I'm the baby of the three. I have a brother, an older brother and an older sister. And so my mom didn't work when we were growing up. And so my mom bowled in a bowling league and she bowled at Belmont Hills in Smyrna, Georgia. And here's the best part. She had this. Well, there's a lot of best parts, but she had a hard case that her bowling ball stayed in. She kept it in the coat closet and she'd come out and get it. And we would go and she'd be like, come on, Donna Kay, we're going to, you know, I've got my bowling league. And she then, but then you would. She put me in the nursery. You would feel. Unwanted? It, 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 who, first of all, who is running a nursery 
in a bowling alley. Circa 1980. Can you? No, yeah. I mean, way, like 70s. Can you imagine who was running the bowling alley nursery? And I said, Mom, why couldn't I just sit out there with you? Well, we didn't want the kids out there bothering us. Because I asked Anna that last night when we were on the phone. What on earth? I I can now, like after you were talking about the bowling, I I relive it. I remember it. It was like every Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And she would take me and I'd go to the nursery. And I think I would smoke. Okay, you were in middle school. Why were you smoking? How old were you? Thirteen. Okay, you've got to. But stop. you could smoke in the bowling alleys. Remember, they had the ten ashtrays like they had at McDonald's. Oh, I remember it, but I don't think the kids' bowling league they were smoking. Oh, I feel pretty certain I was. Y'all were a rough bunch, the gutter dusters. When I was at Western Carolina University, Catamounts in Cullowee, North Carolina, Western North Carolina, my PE credit, yes, Cadillac Jack took a PE class mm-hmm. in college. How'd that go? Was bowling. And at the Ramsey Student Center is where you went. And there were two lanes and they were not automated. Oh, wow. So your partner had to be in the hole, so to speak. And pull, like, do the crank, like, do the crank nothing. You had to set everything by hand. That's dangerous. What okay, happened? Well, it's a lot of things. Where, Hot. Would, where would the person go when they the next person came up to bowl? Like, just stand back there, watch out for the Yeah, I think cats? you did it like in shifts and rotations. Yeah. Golly. And then you'd send the ball back. Oh, my God. Well, you had uh, to push it. My PE credit at Georgia was roller skating. All right. Roller skating. We would meet at a roller skating rink. Unbelievable. Pop peep for this episode is Patricia Tyson. Patricia reached out on social media at ATL Cadillac on Twitter and Instagram. And she posted, I took you up on the offer, and I have now been a customer, uh, now been a customer for several months. It's all caps, wonderful. Thanks for the referral. Uh, Patricia is talking about every night getting not only her time back, but being able to create delicious meals for her family in two, three steps. Because now Patricia is a client, a very happy and, and pleased client of dinneraffair.com. You know what the best part of her um, comment is, aside from the fact that Dinner Affair is wonderful, is she's been a customer for several months. And that's the thing that we hear from a lot of Dinner Affair customers. Because it is so good, it's not one of those services where you try for one month and you're like, eh, that wasn't too good. You will become a customer for life. And it just makes your life so much easier to get great meals that you can fix in most of the time, five steps or less, 30 minutes or less, and they come to your door completely packed in dry ice. Contactless delivery. Contactless. They're like contact ninjas, what we call them, delivery ninjas, because you won't even see them. You'll know when they're coming. You'll get a text that they're coming, and you can pick out your meals with your family, and you're going to have great, healthy, awesome meals. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table, always 100% guaranteed there is no contract with Dinner Affair, and you always have a fresh home-cooked meal ready when you need it most. You can store uh, different packages depending on how many people are in your family and how many servings you want. Regardless of the package that you choose, a very generous offer from Ken and Stephanie at Dinner Affair, $30 off your first order. Very simple. The promo code is CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, at checkout, dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. If you have just, listen, I know your time is valuable, especially right now with everything going on in the world and the holidays coming up. But if you got two minutes at some point today, uh, if you would, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up with the My Second Act podcast. It's helpful for other people to find the podcast when you rate and leave five-star yeah, reviews five star. in the pod. And we're thankful for that. 
and guest of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast, stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon. Steps from world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. Some of those guests are coming up. Oh, I can't in wait. In future episodes. I can't wait. They've of been the there a while. Of the My Second Act podcast. Mm. What's up with Reverend Raphael Warnock and puppies? I actually found an article on the website Medium, which is like a blogging platform. Uh, it, I didn't know this, but the guys that started Twitter started the the Medium website. And it's just uh, content, but it's produced by you know, great editors or just hackers and PR people. But I found an article just by Googling Donna after our conversation last pod. Is that Reverend Warnock's puppy in his political TV ads that we're seeing here in Georgia? Well, don't leave us hanging. Is it his puppy or not? Of course it's not his puppy. It is his puppy. Donna, it's not his puppy. Has he personally said, this is not my beagle? Reverend Warnock is running against Senator Kelly uh, Leffler in the January 5th runoff election. In the ad, Warnock is shown taking his dog on a walk. In an earlier campaign ad, Reverend predicted there would be lots of false claims leveled against him. And we know from living in Georgia that that happened shortly thereafter. Uh, you would think that Kelly Loeffler might have something good to say about herself if she really wants to represent Georgia. Now, that's actually Reverend Warnock from uh, the last part there, from this commercial, which was the first to feature uh, a beagle that he does that he does not own. Raphael Warnock eats pizza with a fork and knife. Raphael Warnock once stepped on a crack in the sidewalk. Raphael Warnock even hates puppies. Get ready. So it's really a tongue-in-cheek uh, ad because he's explaining this ad first started around here in Georgia early November and his message was listen Kelly Loeffler is going to come with some really bad stuff about me and she's going to take stuff out of context and that happened but um, he was you know saying that she's going to say that he didn't like puppies so turns out that's not his beagle continuing from the article the medium Pet lovers will get this tactic in a way that those who aren't into animals won't. But it certainly doesn't hurt anything to give a thumbs up to pups anymore than talking sports or favorite vacation spots. For this reason alone, I understand why Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is running for the Georgia Senate, came out with a humorous political ad and gave one dog a moment to shine. I could dance around the issue, the author continues, but I won't. White people unapologetically love dogs and Warnock will need a diverse group of Georgia voters to win this election. Don't sleep on black dog. Uh, don't sleep on black dog owners either because there are some black dog owners who are just as proud to be pet parents. What Warnock is doing is both good political strategy, disarming those who are skeptical of him and making him into the everyday guy and showing how he can rise above the usual petty and pointless attack ads that opponents will often show. Well, I'm sad. I thought it was his beagle. But I will say it does get a lot of play. Like what, you know, one of the most liked photos is um, on Instagram of Biden talking about bringing his dogs to the White House. It does make people in the current administration, there are no pets who live at the White House. And it does make people feel good to know that people have pets and they take care of them because it is... They feel like they're more altruistic. They care about people more. They're not as narcissistic, you know, that they, they care for other other things and people. So, I mean, I guess maybe it's not his beagle, but. It's not his beagle. You're, you're, you're an advertising marketing genius. 
you've read the, the studies through the years. There are three things that will sell advertising for you more than any other. Puppies. Puppies. That's the only one we can tell. Yeah, that's the only thing we talk about. <laughs> well, I hope the little puppy, I hope if he wins, the little puppy, like, gets to go live with him. All right. All right, now. Late night talk show hosts had a field day about the COVID vaccine this week. Here's uh, just a mashup of them all. The United Kingdom started giving out the first doses of Pfizer's COVID vaccine. Yet the vaccine is starting in the UK and then coming here. But your one annoying friend will be like, I actually like the original British version better. <laughs> vaccine recipient number two is perhaps the most famous person in the history of England. The second person to receive the job was 81-year-old William Shakespeare. <laughs> well, was his blood type B or not B? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a real drama queen about getting it. Is this a dagger which I see before me? According to a new report, more than half of New York City firefighters say they will not get a coronavirus vaccine when one becomes available, which means that next year's sexy firefighter calendar might only go through August. <laughs> you must have two shots in order for the vaccine to work properly. The two shots are about three weeks apart. Now, I'm reading that the first shot, you get stiff. Which, I mean, if the pills don't work, wouldn't you get a shot for it? Oh, boy. The second shot, though, can mirror actual COVID symptoms and be very uncomfortable um, with, with like, hallucinating. Hallucina what are you talking about? Huh? Sweats. What are you talking sweats about? Sweats in places you didn't think you could sweat. That is... Headaches. Oh it is God. Donna. Do you, do you want me to cite my source? Yes. New York Post. Oh, okay. No. In Russia, the government says that you should not drink for two months after you get the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, that could be difficult for people in Russia because they love it can to be, drink. It could be difficult. Well, I mean, should, should we apply that? Thank you. I here, can. Here, here's the thinking behind the Russians. To, I don't have to drink for two months. Is um, that, that your immune system, you need, your immune system needs to be extra super duper healthy in order for the vaccine to work, to be most effective, we'll say. You can't and be like alcohol. run down or Right, and dehydrated. alcohol will certainly do that to you. Yeah. Here's a headline about COVID. He broke out of quarantine for eight seconds and acquired a $3,550 fine. It's an article I found, Donna, about uh, people who have been busted by breaking quarantine in different countries. I think that one was, was Taiwan. Here's one from Italy. I just, I, I, this has to be a typo. One man left the home after an argument with his spouse and walked 280 miles to chill off, breaking Italy's curfew. Okay, that's like walking to where? Okay, from Atlanta to Mobile, Alabama. From Atlanta to Charleston, South Carolina. Just to get away from your spouse. 280 miles. Would you not get blisters? Yes. And become dehydrated? Yes. How far would you walk to get away from me? Like what's the what's the furthest distance you that would, I would walk? that I would or that I could would okay both would and could um let's just do would and could and be probably five hundred feet out into the, like past the deck in the backyard because I'll find you out no, there. no I would get down to the island at the entrance to the neighborhood 
Oh my gosh. I yeah. would find you. I'd be out on the front porch. Like, be sweaty get and back in here. Yeah. You come roaring up. You would. You have. <laughs> uh, and the UK that, that became the first in the world to shoot people up this week with the vaccine. Uh, you just heard the first man was William Shakespeare. Uh, they're now saying that if you have allergies, there could be severe reaction. There were two nurses that, that like with UK's National Health Service, that got the shot on the day that they released it. And they had severe reactions because of allergies. Here's what I find fascinating about the mm-hmm. vaccine. It has to stay at such a cool temperature. That one of them does. One of them does. That like from the time they transport it out into like these cooler you know, the coolers that are going to hold them, it's like nine to 10 seconds that they have. It's a very small window to get it from the packaging into the cooler. So now there are all these companies, you know, we talk about companies that have come out just out of nowhere with COVID that you would have, you know, that were probably barely like plexiglass companies may have barely been producing anything and are now like, oh my gosh, we can't keep it. So they said these coolers are now having to be installed in um, different places, like in hospitals and in warehouses where they're going to keep it until they can get it into the next facility the the trucks that like FedEx or UPS is going to bring it on it's amazing I mean so somebody's had to make this specific cooler that cools to a certain point and that will do it so quickly that it'll keep it can you imagine just this morning Canada signed off on the vaccines and if you're listening on upload day thank you for that Thursday December the 10th uh, we should get approval here in the states I've read and heard today so they, in the next few days, the vaccine could begin to roll out. Roll out. Are you going to be in that first wave? Like if they would let you. Roll out. Absolutely not. Okay. Here's why. If I even do it, it'll be second or third wave. It's kind of like when you get a new model from a car manufacturer. Like after they've, they've done a complete overhaul and a, a model remake, you don't want to be the first on the lot to buy that one because there's going to be a lot of recalls. That's like when, when like, and now I'm thinking about Christmas, like when the new Barbie dream house came out, I was so excited to get it because it was like the new one had a cool elevator with the ropes that you yeah, could move up and down. And it was a mess. Like nothing fit right. Like I remember Santa Claus. I could, think you, you've told me though before mm, that your brother was drunk. Yeah. One Christmas Eve when your mother asked him to put the stickers on your Barbie dream house. They were a mess. And like you found the toaster. In, in the, the bedroom. master bedroom. Yeah, I was so mad. The next day when I got up and I went, I had got all my Barbies together. I was so excited because it wasn't a gift from Santa. You know, Santa hadn't brought it. My parents had brought it. But like I could, I, I'm having to like my Barbies were having to make their waffles in the bedroom. Nothing made sense. <laughs> Do you remember those days when we'd have to put all those gifts together? Like that we were giving the kids? Yeah, the, the metal twist ties. <sighs> if you're a parent. You have to get those like wire cutters all to, night long, and the plastic you and bleed. the wrap. You bleed. Now it's just video games. Thank God. Just wrap up a or give them a code to download a game or something. That's Life's so, not as bad as you that's think. That's so it is boring, right now. though. Something for all your home needs and all at great prices. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king size bed for your master, recliners from two ninety nine, tons of bedding options at Gallery Furniture, sixteen hundred Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for the Wolfman merch is now available, like coffee cups and turtlenecks and dickies and T-shirts and all Blankets. kinds of swag. 
Yeah. On their Instagram account, Gallery Furniture GA. Um, if you are looking for a gift, go up there and get, buy yourself something. Treat yourself. There's some amazing pieces up there. They've got great sectionals. They've got amazing recliners. They've got um, end tables, console tables, TV tables, mattresses. So give yourself a gift. If there's something that you've been wanting, you know, maybe that you're going to spruce up your house with, go up there and check it out. And you can put a big old red bow on it. Put it in your truck, put it in take your it SUV, and take it home that day and start enjoying it right away. If you need to labor, they have a fleet of trucks, gallery furniture, and there are also fleets of trucks arriving daily at the warehouse showroom in Gainesville. Gallery furniture financing is available and they, because they're a locally owned small business. They, they Listen, they have more swing than most of the big box retailers. Gallery furniture, Gainesville. All right, Donna, it's the return of the Appy. Take it. Because I'm happy. Come along if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm happy. Come along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Okay, first of all, I want you to know that Carl informed me that I am a New York Times bestselling appster. So what's that mean? Ye of little faith. I um that's you. You're the ye of little faith with this segment. One of my apps was featured on the New York Times, the one about the swimming okay, pools right, that you can rent. But for full disclosure, mm. it's not like the New York Times heard about it from listening to your segment. Oh, I think they did. Okay. Absolutely. Right, what do you got for us? So today's app is perfect for what's going on in the holidays. It's called Affirm, A-F-F-I-R-M. And basically what you do with the Affirm app is, you know, right now, like, I mean, money's tight for a lot of people. And maybe there's something that you really, your kids want, but you're like, I just can't really afford to pay for it. And in the old days, when we were like little kids, there was such a thing at the old Kmart and the Walmart called, basically it was at Kmart called Layaway. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> and your mom might go in and pay for your coat. $15. Yep. And when it, she gets paid. Ex- ooh, exactly. <laughs> and um, so that's, that, that's kind of like the newfangled layaway app. But the way you do it is you go in and you shop for what you want. And there's tons of companies like Patagonia. You can do travel. You can do automotive, tires, um, Best Buy, tons of companies. And you pick what you want and you put in just a little bit of information, not much, and they'll tell you what you qualified for. And then you can get your item and you can pay anywhere. They'll ask you which terms you want. Um, and the finance charges are really not that expensive. So you could do like a longer term. If Is it, was, it on my bank or something? I don't know. Maybe. Or lender. You're asking questions. Okay, you shouldn't right. be asking. Okay. Can't like sit down. But anyway, it's a great way if there's something that you need that you want to kind of pay for, you know, over time. And maybe you don't have a credit card that has, has the room right now or you just don't want to open a new credit card. So it's called Affirm, A-F-F-I-R-M. We'll include a link to the app in this Saturday's uh, letter comes to your inbox absolutely free we don't share information with anybody listen i gotta tell you though if i could sell it right now i probably would i feel like you were rushing me first of all <sighs> i didn't get to sing my way out and i do want to tell you i feel like you're rushing me today through my segments and what? i don't like it yeah sing us out i'm sorry okay we just <clears throat> got happy text left on red and that's all one run on word no spaces red is the color r-e-d left on red to the number two two eight two eight Saturday mornings at 9.10, hit your inbox. Great way to start the your Saturday morning. We can start the morning together. And um, we have a lot of fun with, uh, with the letter. And Carl's obviously does all the work. And I'm thankful for that. Um, can you use the Affirm app for Pine Straw? Mm, no, I've checked. But I haven't we told should... you yet what happened this morning. Mm. And I don't know that we should do it here on the Let's podcast. Let's not do it right now. But, huh? No? Let's not do it right now. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Move on. Two radio notes. Howard Stern gets a new five-year contract. He's going to remain at Sirius XM Satellite Radio for five years, reportedly $120 million a year. Wow. Uh, which is up anywhere from 20 to $30 million, depending on what you read from his previous contract. And former 94.9 The Bull morning host Jason Pullman uh, is going to host afternoons at Caplex in Dallas. Caplex is the most listened to country station in America. Has been for um, probably maybe a year at this point. Uh, over a million people a week listen to uh, to Caplex. And uh, I sent Jason a text to congratulate him on the gig and very excited for him. Uh, he was at the Bull for a long, long time here in Atlanta, then went to US 99 Chicago. He's worked in Detroit. He's worked with Seacrest in LA. Super, super talented guy. The first time I ever met Jason Pullman was at one of the radio roundtables that you've heard us talk about, probably for the Country Music Association Awards in Nashville, where they bring all the artists around. And this was probably 15 years ago. And Pullman, I saw him, Don, and we were about the same age. So we were both very young when we started in radio. And he was hustling. I mean, he took a recording device everywhere he went. Yeah, he's a good jock. And I thought to myself, what is, why would you do that? We want to go to the hotel bar and drink, you know, and... Pullman was always working, and and I always appreciated his, his work ethic. And even though we were direct competitors for years on competing country stations, we always were tight and, and enjoyed seeing each other at concerts. And I remember one time we were at the amphitheater here in Alpharetta, and Jason and his mother and father were in front, like directly in front of us, like mm-hmm. the row in front of us. Yeah. He was standing in front of us and his mom who's passed away. She was so sweet, such a sweet lady. But anyways, he was standing in front of us and he was joking around. He was turned around. We were literally right behind him. And at the time, kicks and the bull were very competitive. It was, it was definitely competitive, but again, friendly competition. Um, but he turned around and he said, I'm so sorry. I'm standing in front of you guys. You guys should probably be standing in front of me. You've been here in the market longer, you know? And then without missing a beat, and I mean, not even a half hold note. Donna says. That's okay. We won't get stabbed in the back. I don't think anyone to say. No, we joked about it. We laughed oh, about I know it later. We did at the time, but, but that's a, that was a zinger. Yeah. Donna gets them all the time. Well, and you know, we've always said that um, he, he, I'm trying, so he, he literally came on when the bull came on the air, right? He was the first. No, no, Cletus. Remember they had that. Right. Horrible experiment with yes. Cletus T. Judd. But, you know, we always said, like, um, I always said to you, like, whenever there was a big, because he was a big jock. You were a big jock. Y'all were big. And, and what I mean by that is you had, both of you had great resumes. You you knew people in the business. I mean, he was a formidable competitor, without a doubt. No question. Um, And was always, and has been, really strong voiceover talent. But um, we always said, you know, when you were in Afternoons and Moby, who was our, the legendary um, broadcaster who was in the mornings on on the station that you were at. When he left, you always said, I want that seat. I want that seat in mornings. And I would say to you and other people too, including your agents and other people in the business, chill out. Because what you never want to be in in any capacity is the person who comes after the legendary person. And that's in any job in a way because there is nothing that you are going to do that is going to live up. It, it's, you're just not. And sometimes people think, well, I'm younger. I'm newer in the business. It's just such a difficult place to be. And so I always said to you, you know, your day will come to do mornings, but now's not the time. Because you don't want to be the guy that replaces Moby. No. 
you want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced Moby. Yeah, or the girl, whoever. And, and, and that's like a kind of a life lesson. You almost need when there's somebody that legendary who's been doing a job, you almost need what I call a palate cleanser. You need someone to come in and sort of level the playing field, and then you come in after that So person. here's our prediction. Yeah. Within six months, probably closer to three, Jason Pullman will do mornings at my former country station. I agree. And I endorse it and yeah, wish him no, the I best. Caplex uh, in Dallas, where he's going, they're going to set him there, meaning they've signed a deal so that he doesn't get another job somewhere. Uh, they're going to park him in Dallas, Texas at Caplex in afternoon drive. And then in three months, he'll be at 1015 in Atlanta again. They didn't want to replace, you know, it's going to sound, I'm not an egomaniac, but it kind of goes back to the Moby thing. Well, yeah, how do you replace someone that's been on the air 26 years? So the the guy that's in that seat right now. Needs to be packing his bags. All right. mm-hmm. so, Getting all his kids' toys together. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. Jen Hobby is a pot peep for this episode. Yes, that Jen Hobby. If you're Love listening her. In speaking of radio iconic radio personality in the Atlanta market. Great mom, great wife, great personality. Uh, Jen has my number. Like We text occasionally back and forth, but she chose to reach out on the <laughs> podcast text and voicemail line. Well, I think she can appreciate as a broadcaster that we, you know, we needed some, uh, we need some people on this line. <laughs> She's been listening. Love her. At 770-464-6024. You can also text or leave a voicemail. And Jen writes, hey, Caddy and Donna, Love the podcast. I spit out my coffee when Caddy said Donna's leopard print face mask looked like her panties hanging around her neck. Thanks for making me laugh, literally. Keep up this second act. Love you, Jen. Very sweet. Jen Hobby. So, very nice, Jen. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you know, she's, she's had, um, listen, she's had her challenges. You want to talk about a heritage station, Star 94? You know, the ghost of uh, Steve and Vicki Locke, any big, any big market you're listening to the podcast in, there's always that one station where you can, the one radio station where there are those just legendary personalities that are hard to get around. And, and she, she's had a tough time too coming in there and trying to change that dynamic. So hard worker, keep it up, Jim. Reach out to us. Let's communicate and I go back and forth on social media at ATL Cadillac on Twitter and Instagram, the Cadillac Jack fan page on Facebook, or 770-464-6024. Audio for this episode of My Second Act from Jimmy Fallon, NBC, Jimmy Kimmel, ABC, and Seth Meyers, CBS. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen, who is also editor of our weekly e-letter, The Letter. And has a strong stomach. No, has a robust Ah, there we go. Stomach. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.